Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women. From finding that elusive balance that we all seek, to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to the 52nd episode of this podcast. I can't believe it's been one year of writing and recording my weekly podcast. Crazy! I so very much hope that you've enjoyed spending time with me over the past year. So let's just keep going, right? Fall, let me say this, fall is my favorite time of the year. In France, they call it rentrée, which so perfectly describes the season. It's the end of unstructured summer months, long days, you know, nothing to do but to hopefully to enjoy all the good sun and light, and then a re-entry into the structure of school and work. And this year, both are filled with kind of a lot of uncertainties given the COVID. But aside from that, I'm going to call fall as welcoming in the new year. Because fall, let's, let's face it, is actually more of a new year, a new beginning, a shift, if we want to call it that, than January 1st is. So like every new year reset, this is when we ask ourselves those hard questions. And my question this week is how can I feel happier? I want to feel happy, not just a little happy, but I want my happiness cup to be overflowing. But ladies, if I'm perfectly honest, happiness doesn't come easily to me. And some of you might be able to relate. I've experienced loads of loss in my life, and that's a heavy weight to carry around and still try to feel happy. I've made mistakes and wrong choices, and if I let myself... I could dwell in the place of what my life could have been if I had made different choices and took better care of myself. So ladies, if I don't work on being happy, I get stuck in regret land. Maybe you know exactly what I'm talking about. But why is being happy important? First, because I love having dreams and making them come true. I've learned that happiness trumps every other variable when it comes to making dreams happen. No matter what your dream is, when you're not happy, it probably means you're focusing on something else and therefore the dream doesn't happen. But the more I've studied happiness, I've learned that happiness creates all sorts of special effects in your life, that ripple effect, like living longer, if you can believe it, because stress which is a byproduct of unhappiness, eats away at our bodies. Research shows us that when people are happy, 
They have fewer strokes and heart attacks, less inflammation, greater immune function, and who doesn't need that now? And that's just the effects on the body. Research also shows us that happy people have better work performance, have larger social spheres that they're connected with, are financially more successful, and actually handle adversity better. Gosh, I want all of that, and I'm sure you do too. It all makes sense when we think of the behaviors we engage in when we're feeling desperately unhappy. We buy things like clothes and shoes or even houses because we're sure that we'll be happier if we have whatever it is that we're buying. Buying stuff is only one unhealthy habit that appears when we're unhappy. Oh no, there are others. No happy person eats a bag of jelly beans in one sitting, which I have been known to do. Happy people don't hit the snooze button multiple times in the morning or want to nap all day long. In all of these unhappy habits, you'll get that momentary hit of happiness, as I call it, or what you think is happiness, and then bam, you're back where you were. And you maybe even wonder why you don't feel happier, because you did that, you bought that, you got that, whatever it was, but it didn't last. What I didn't share, and this is big, is that research makes it very clear that greater states of happiness precede all the positive outcomes. So it's the opposite of what we were thinking, this will make me happy. So that belief that once I lose the weight or once I find the man or once I have the house or the job, then I'll be happy is totally backwards. Work on our happiness and then all those wonderful things that we desire in life, including our dreams, will begin to happen. But how the heck do we work on our happiness if it's not about anything that we need to buy or do or achieve? What is it we need to do? And if happiness is what we do right now that, that or try to get happiness is where we need to be focused right now that leads to getting helping us to get what it is that we want. Well, I don't know about you, but I had to figure out how do I start? Now, I'm a bit of a negative Nelly, and maybe you are too. So when I got the, to this point in my research, I hypothetically crossed my arms and said, show me how. I pulled out Sean Anker's book, and his book is titled The Happiness Advantage. Sean says, we start by developing happy habits. I love that phrase, by the way. I want to have happy habits. And here they are. Number one, each morning, write down three new things that you're grateful for. They can't be the same three every day. And you're probably wondering, as I did, why is that? Well, you're training your brain to look for positive things that are in your life. It will start to happen automatically as you practice happy habits. Number two, journal for each day about one positive experience that you had over the past 24 hours. Sean's directions are to write down every single detail that you can remember about whatever that experience was. And what happens is that your brain starts to re-experience the positive experience. It's like a replay. 
hitting replay of that experience in your mind. And what's so interesting is the brain often doesn't really know that experience isn't happening in the moment. You're actually just thinking it through. The brain, brain processes, reprocesses that experience and makes the changes in your body and in your, your way of thinking. Number three is to meditate daily. Now, I'm a terrible meditator, if that's the proper word, um, but it doesn't have to be very long. Just a few minutes is what Sean tells us. Focus on your breath going in and out. Focus on your body in the chair, relaxing and shutting down everything around you. You are, in essence, training your brain to focus exactly where you want to focus and not be so easily distracted. Focus is super important, as we've talked about, in making getting to your goals and making your dreams happen. Number four, do a random act of kindness over the course of the day. And it doesn't have to be major. Thank someone. Send someone that you care about a nice email or a, a sweet note. Smile at a stranger. It doesn't have to be big. It just needs to be kind. And last, number five, exercise for 15 minutes each day. Go for a quick walk. Get the heart rate going just a little because it's just for 15 minutes. But research has shown that exercise works like an antidepressant. And the effects of those 15 minutes that you're fast walking, which isn't that long, can actually last longer than some of those pharmaceutical antidepressants. So get yourself out there and exercise for 15 minutes each day or stand in the middle of your living room and do it. Now, if you noticed, every single one of these happy habits are about retraining your brain. Call it whatever you like, mindset, attitude, state of thinking. Our brains are super powerful. But what's especially cool is that we alone are in charge of what our brains think about. We are the programmers of this amazing organ of ours. So I'm on day eight of this routine. And I think I'm noticing little differences already. I find it easier to shift my thinking when I have quickly dismissed something, you know, oh, forget that. Maybe, oh, I can't do that or that's not good or whatever. You know, and let me give you an example because I think this is really interesting. And it was only day four when this particular incident happened. So up to this point, I was thinking, how am I going to get the magazine more noticed? How am I going to get in front of more people? Well, I was contacted this past week by a nationwide, actually a worldwide radio show. And they asked if I would consider being a guest on their show. Well, it came via email. And I'm telling you, when I read that email, I almost peed in my pants. But for a few seconds, I thought, me? Are you kidding me? Why in the world would anyone be interested in interviewing me? And then shift. I thought, why not? And I had a long conversation with the executive producer of the show this week, and they want to interview me because they love the idea of the magazine. They love that I started this magazine for women and had the audacity to call it Extraordinary Women. I don't know about you, but something was shifting. 
and I think it's my happy habits. <laughs> I share this because it was truly only four days into my happy habits, but something changed. Something already was starting to shift. And I believe it's because I'm filling up my happiness cup every day with my new happy habits. So I want you this week to try on these happy habits for yourself. And in fact, Sean talks about the fact that it really takes 21 straight days of doing these five steps that I outlined to really solidify any kind of shift in front of you. But I'm, I really want to hear what you think because I think even seven days makes a difference. Now you probably need 21 to get it rock solid, but seven days, within seven days, I think you are going to start to see differences just as I did. So I would love to hear your stories as we all embrace these happy habits. Well, I can't wait to hear what changes for you, how, what feels different for you as you start to embrace these happy habits. Let's focus first on mindset, you know, how, how those feelings change, how your attitude as you go through the day changes. So please, please, please do share. What you share may encourage someone else to embrace the same happy habits. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, then I know you're going to love the Extraordinary Women magazine. I named the magazine Extraordinary Women because every issue has interviews with at least two extraordinary women who probably remind you a little of yourself because you too are an extraordinary woman. I just know that. So try on that label. The magazine is a dream-supporting, dream-inspiring magazine. It's got ideas, it's got recipes, it, got, it has lifestyle suggestions that are meant to give you hope and encouragement, which we all need more of today. So the magazine is actually another happy habit, if I can be so bold as to say so. We now have two wonderful contributing writers, Michelle Lamotte, who is an incredible artist, and she'll be writing about the life and business of an artist, and Sarah Grio, a lovely stylist, who will be giving us all kinds of style suggestions that help us to feel pretty and pulled together, regardless of our ages, our body types, our lifestyles. It's fall. And I absolutely cannot wait for Sarah's updates now that our weather is changing. Also, there is my Parisian attitude section. I'll be back in Paris mid-October. And I'm learning that part of the joie de vie that the French talk about or that we talk about in relationship to French, the French people is actually about embracing healthy and happy habits. So married or solo, kids grown or still at home, corporate careers, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, or even retired, this magazine is meant to be like your best friend who appreciates you, encourages you, and truly inspires you to find that secret to happiness. So join us by clicking the button at sherryharmel.com or check out my Instagram page, Nothing complicated here, just good stories, a little inspiration, and a cup of hope. Thank you.
And as I say to my friends and neighbors in Paris, a biento. Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women, from finding that elusive balance that we all seek to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started.